We got new boots and I'm so thrilled. They're Tacova's boots. And you know why I'm so excited about getting Tacova's boots and why I was so happy to get mine why? in the mail? Because why? the girlies from Potomac went to the Tacova store in the most recent season of Real Houses of Potomac. And I was like, if Robin and Karen have Tacovas, I want Tacovas. Well, I have a good reason too, because I've been doing a bunch of line dancing and I didn't have any cowboy boots. And so I got my Tacovas. Oh. And let me tell you, the difference it makes to be dancing in cowboy boots. Huge. On the line dancing floor. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So you can really smack the floor and swing around. You need cowboy boots. Yeah, I didn't get cowboy boots. I got Chelsea boots, but they're great. They're brown. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see them. They're just, I like taking them on and off. They're so lovely. They're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather. Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to mm -hmm. break in. Yep. You know? Yep. Mine, I was swinging around, no pain. <laughs> no pain. And Tacova's is Western to their core. They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like trucker jackets, the perfect jeans, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. They believe in Western for all. And you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. I saw them do it to the girlies from the Real House of Potomac. It seemed like they were being greeted like family. You'll be offered a boot shine and a drink. Yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. But if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. You will drive yeah. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is a podcast about the Ting Tings. Just kidding. Here is the worst headline you'll ever read. Good joke. Unmasking of, this is from Deadline, unmasking of Rudy Giuliani on Fox's The Masked Singer prompts judges Ken Jeong and Robin Thicke to walk <laughs> off in protest. My I have to say my first thought of this was like the most me thought, which was like, did we all forget that Sarah Palin was unmasked the day that Tom Hanks got COVID? <laughs> like, it doesn't get more surreal than that. This pales in comparison to that horror show, you know? She sang Baby Got Back. We don't even know what he sang. And as much as I hate Rudy Giuliani, I will say in terms of my casting suggestions for The Masked Singer, they took my advice. They found a despicable criminal, you know? <laughs> yeah but you said like no victimless victims. crimes i know it's true it's true <laughs> you said victimless crimes and this doesn't really fit the bill robin thick being the one who says i will not stand for this is very funny meanwhile they haven't revealed what he was singing or what his character was like what was his mask Fox gave Deadline $45,000 to not reveal what he was wearing and what he was singing. <laughs> See, I, you think I'm joking. I'm like, not. I'm, I mean, it's not true, but I'm like, also, like, they definitely paid them off or some bullshit to not reveal. We aren't revealing which costume Rudy wore, what his swang song was. His exit episode won't air until next month. Bitch, you're the your journalism. Report it. What's reveal the problem? It. Reveal, reveal it. it. Who, Report who are it you out. protecting? Who are you protecting? <laughs> It says, the theme of the season is the good, the bad, and the cuddly. Your political affiliation determines which category Giuliani fits. Deadline hears that while Zhang and Thick exited, 
They eventually returned. Fellow judges Jenny McCarthy and Nicole Scherzinger remained on stage. They bantered for Giuliani, a controversial figure for pressing what is widely derided as a baseless claim that the 2020 presidential election was stolen from his client, Donald Trump. No, it's so funny. Jenny McCarthy and Nicole Scherzinger were like, oh, we're professional. We're, we're professional. <laughs> Jenny's like, Rudy, oh my God, Rudy, I can't believe it's you. Oh my God, <laughs> not a Rudy. <sighs> Speaking of television shows, here's a caption from John Mellencamp. A television show that Teddy is on premieres tonight. I don't know what she's doing, but I'm proud of her and hope she achieves her goals. <laughs> I gotta say, though, it probably took him like five years to understand she was on The Housewives. And now she's on Big Brother Celebrity. And he's like, I'm not even going to know what the different show is. I'm just going to wish her well, you know? The photo is just a nice family photo of him in his kitchen with his family. I'm proud of her and hope she achieves her goals. <laughs> The last piece of breaking news is about Simon Cowell. Let's just read some headlines. From The Sun, I believe this is The Sun. Not again, Simon. Simon Cowell rushed to hospital after nearly dying following another terrifying e-bike smash. Pay attention to the word here, another. This has happened before. Simon Cowell vows to wear a helmet next time after second e-bike crash. Simon Cowell is absolutely fine after breaking his arm in electric bike accident. Source. Simon Cowell all smiles one day after latest e-bike accident. Latest. Simon Cowell is uh, them, but we can't ignore that I got a TMZ push alert last night that said that Simon Cowell had gotten into another e-bike accident. Wouldn't one e-bike accident be enough for you if you were over the age of 40, 50 even, you know? His first one happened less than two years ago. And he broke his back. After breaking your back on an e-bike, wouldn't you stay away from e-bicycles? And he didn't wear a helmet the second time. And he says, well, the third time I'll wear a helmet. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> I'm just saying, get these e-bikes away from this man because he is testing fate. Moving on, you are listening to Who's There, our weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-WHO-THEM. Let's start with some comments. Hi, Lindsay Bobby, a fellow hooligan just won Jeopardy. Let's go, Emma. Crunch, crunch. Woo-woo. We always say only dumbasses listen to Who Weekly, but at least one of them's not. Shout out to Emma Salzberg, who won Jeopardy and is a self-proclaimed hooligan. We were sent a clip of her answering a question about Katie Couric's memoir, and I was like, our Patreon, our Patreon at work. <laughs> this just shows if you listen to our Patreon, if you, if you pay premium and listen to our Patreon, you too can win Jeopardy. What was the Queen's Gambit question? This shitty TV show on Netflix was watched by a lot more people than anyone expected. This Netflix show wouldn't have been as popular if released outside of a pandemic. <laughs> ding, ding. What is the chess show with the drugs? <laughs> the drugs, the lady on drugs playing chess. Oh my God. The winning question on Jeopardy was the credits on the Queen's Gambit included this man as special consultant. The correct answer, Scott Frank. Oh my God. Emma Salzberg. Did he write the book? Is that why? No, he's the co-creator of The Queen's Gambit. Wow, Emma, Emma must be a big Emma, fan of The Queen's Gambit. Watch you the did credits. not <laughs> learn that on this podcast. Congrats, Emma. That's so great. I'm so happy. So that means okay. she gets to play again, right? So we have mm -hmm. to watch her next time. Okay, cool. Can't wait for her to answer like 12 questions about Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa and then just like that. <laughs> Dua Lipa's new newsletter, Service 95. Service 95? What the hell is it? It's 
baffling. I would pay at least $50 to see the rollout strategy and like marketing reasons behind Service 95. Give me every related keynote to the Service 95 project. Yeah, thank you. Please. (laughs) I don't want to uh, dump on the writers that she hired to provide content. I just want to focus on the opening. The opening of Service 95, which is the first time Service 95 has sent a newsletter. Service 95 is the newsletter project from Dua Lipa. Um, One of the biggest pop stars in the world decided that she wanted to start a newsletter called Service 95 because she was born in 95 and wants to provide a service. Okay, that's the the origin here. Her introductory three paragraphs don't do any work in explaining why she's doing this. Welcome to Service 95. Six hours a day and then some. That's the time I'm putting in rehearsing for my upcoming future nostalgia tour. Oh, and I've also taken on another full-time job. Service 95, the exciting global style arts and culture newsletter you're reading right now. But wait, my favorite part is at the end, she just goes, so with that in mind, seeing as I've just left the UK, here's some restaurants I like in London. (laughs) Yeah, this reminds me of Kaya Gerber's short-lived book club during the pandemic, you know? Oh, yeah. But I will say, despite our confusion about Service 95 and its intents and purposes, we are in full support of Dua Lipa paying full-time salaries to anyone who works in journalism or journalism adjacent. (laughs) Like, take that future nostalgic money and funnel it right into the pocket of anyone with a journalism degree or without a journalism degree. I don't care. I don't have a journalism degree, so I don't know why I said that. But you know what I mean. Like, I I could not love this anymore. Dua Lipa starting a media empire is like is the the dream the purpose i could not tell you <laughs> i hope people milk her dry on that's this what thing. i'm saying it's it. like i hope your contracts have year minimum you know what i mean i want everyone to get paid i just don't know how long dua lipa is gonna want to recommend restaurants you know <laughs> <laughs> i love that she says she is travel lipa you know She's travel lipo. No, but she's traveling. She's reading Hanya Yanagara books. She's preparing for her tour and she's doing Service 95. I I truly don't know how she does it, but I wonder if she actually is doing much of it. Well, you know, that's why she's paying people like and which is what which is the goal here. It's one thing to have a podcast. Shout out to that. But like, you don't need a newsletter, too. It's a lot. A lot of work. Where were we? Okay, another call. Hi, I just called in about Alicia Silverstone's pronunciation of her name, and Lindsay has reverted to Bobby's pronunciation of Alicia. So um, just revisit that um, initial TikTok name game challenge she played back in June, and we um, can all get on the Alicia train. Dula Peep, French French, bye. I blindly, I blindly went with Bobby's pr- <laughs> okay, this was very confusing. This was very confusing because in the That's Not My Name video that she posted, the last one that she said after her character names was Alicia, A-L-E-E-A-S-H-A as in a phonetic spelling of her name. And I took that to mean that's my name. Like that's my actual name. Not this is one of the many things that people call me that's not my actual name. AKA, this is when pe- pe- what people say when they mispronounce my name. It's actually Alicia, which is what I've always thought, which is why the TikTok was so surprising to me because I was like, we're supposed to call you Alicia now? But no, we're not. We're supposed to call her Alicia. That's a confusing way to reveal. And I knew it was Alicia in my heart, but I let you steamroll me with Alicia. I was as confused as you. 
But I knew it was Alicia. That's what I'm saying. It's like, like I, I knew it was. Anyways. I'm just saying TikTok is not the medium for like actual information. It's it's not the way to teach me because I will either learn it incorrectly or I will just forget it. You're blaming TikTok for this? I'm blaming TikTok as a medium. Okay. I'm not. You're. This is passing the buck. You're passing <laughs> the buck. But whatever. <laughs> and the buck doesn't stop here because we have one more call about Alicia Silverstone. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Uh, long time, long time. Um, I'm calling after the absolutely bananas Ting Ting segment. I have not listened to that song that many times since 2010. Um, I'm calling because I'm pretty sure that Alicia Silverstone uh, picked up the meme from people who were doing it with their pets. Uh, it was actually really cute. Um, people were saying, like, they, you know, named me. Uh, you know, whiskers and then listing all of the nicknames that people have for their pets. Um, and now it's suddenly a, you know, who montage. So, um, I, like I said, I'm pretty sure that's where it came from. Uh, but I'm sure somebody else knows better than I. Uh, crunch, crunch. So Alicia Silverstone, when she published her, that's not my name, TikTok on January 19th, this was already a meme that had been going on for weeks using the same song in which people showed photos of their pets <laughs> named, you know, Sparky, Sparky Max, Spot. Winnie, POTUS, whatever you call your pets. And then it's like, to the chorus of the Ting Tings, that's not my name. They use the other names that they call them, like Stinky, Dumbass, whatever. So Alicia saw a pet meme and used it for herself. And this made me think about Alicia's FYP page. Because she's famously an animal lover. So, of course, her TikTok was filled with animal memes. You know? I love your, like, your reasoning for this. Sure, yeah. I mean, I just feel bad. I guess Alicia was the was the patient zero for the celebrity version of this meme. But she did not take the idea. She did not think of the idea. So I don't want to give her the credit for that. Uh, she doesn't deserve it. She did steal it and adapt it for her own purposes from a dog-based meme set to the mm -hmm. Ting Tings. That's not my name. I was just confirming that Alicia Silverstone is in fact vegan. She is. Yes. I googled Alicia famously Silverstone. Vegan. Famously vegan. She has a vegan cookbook. I didn't want to be wrong. Remember she was giving her kid a vegan diet and that was like controversial. Like there was a whole thing about that. Yeah. People were giving her shit for feeding the kid a vegan diet and for regurgitating. Yeah. She, she everything she did as a everything she did as a parent, people were mad at. <laughs> but I Googled Alicia Silverstone. Uh vegan and one of the first results is a website called brightly brightly.eco and the sure, headline thanks. is clueless about plant-based eating alicia silverstone is here to help yeah <laughs> like her comeback post clueless as an adult was like a vegan was vegan <laughs> like do you know what i mean mm -hmm. like when she appeared again kind of in the consciousness it was because she was doing this vegan stuff and i think mm -hmm. she still is but now she's like also doing tiktok and then appearing in actual tv shows i think she's done some She's popped up. Oh, Babysitter's Club. Babysitter's Club. Yeah. Babysitter's Club. Yeah, she's the mom. She, mm -hmm. wasn't she like nominated for a daytime Emmy? Won a daytime Emmy doing I have it, doing no the idea, Club? but yeah. she's good on it. She's good on That's it. That's a cute show. It's That's a cute, cute show. show. 
It's a cute show. On this website, brightly.eco, it says how to eat a more plant-based diet. There are two ways. There are only two bullets and how to eat a more plant-based diet. One of them is incorporate vegan swaps into your favorite meals. So the answer, that just means eat more vegan food. And then the other one is offer to make vegan meals for gatherings. Show up to other people's houses with vegan food. That. It's like, thanks for the advice. Eat vegan is the advice. But I do feel like that is actually a good strategy. <laughs> Because if you bring the food and you cook, I'll eat anything. You br- you know, like I'm, I'm like, yeah, that's true. It's like you show up to my house and you're like, I brought something. It's vegan. I'm, what do I give a shit? I'm like, oh, sounds great. I'm not like mad. It doesn't have meat in it. Question. Speaking of bringing food to gatherings. Uh-huh. Were those crackers on Sunday gluten free? Who brought those crackers? What, what kind of crackers were those? Those are amazing crackers. <laughs> no, ask Patrick. Did you bring those or Patrick? No, Patrick did. Oh, I thought you brought the pat. I thought you brought the crackers. Ask Patrick. Oh, they were spicy. They were so spicy and good, but I could tell they had like kind of a wonky texture. So I was like, these are definitely gluten free, but I love them regardless. You keep getting into cracker drama with Patrick. Remember when I switched the gluten frees? <laughs> the the funniest gluten free drama we have with our GF friend, our GFF, <laughs> our GFF, <laughs> when we brought two variants of the same brand of crackers, aka GFF is so funny. Thank you. The sleeves were identical and the crackers were more or less identical. And one of them was gluten free and one of them definitely was just like bursting with gluten. But it really shows how these this gluten free cracker really was uh, an incredible scientific breakthrough because you could not tell them apart. Even our GFF tasted it and he knows what a piece of cardboard tastes like, you know. (laughs) And we took them out of the we took the sleeves out of the packaging. That was my fault. Like idiots. And then we realized that we no longer could differ- differentiate between the GF and the regular. And so our GFF couldn't eat any Stopped. of them. <laughs> our, our GFF was at a loss. Meanwhile, me, I could eat both crackers. But that's my privilege. From the creators of Tall Girl come the struggles of being the GFF. <laughs> um, okay. Let's move on to questions, please. Okay, please. I love this. Who Weekly is brought to you by Squarespace. As usual, we love Squarespace. We love Squarespace. It's the only way we will ever have a website. (laughs) Is Squarespace. You're right. Because it's easy. Because I can update it very fast when things go crazy with tour announcing, which we might have to do relatively soon. Might? Uh, Might? uh, 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 uh. You said, we just came and saw you. I said, well, this is a a 365 podcast. We're planning ahead. Everyone's everyone's doing live shows these days. So all the venues are getting booked up. So we have to book our tour, which is far away pretty soon. But we already know we already know the dates. We're ready to update the website on Squarespace. And we also already know how to put them on the website, which is like half the battle because it's Squarespace. And we've done this for a long time and it's very, very easy. We love Squarespace because it's very easy to update things. We love Squarespace because we have a contact form, which is the way most people get in touch with us. Even though we have a very easy to remember email address, which is what's up to at gmail.com, people would prefer to just use the contact form on Squarespace because Squarespace is easy. And on our website, it's easy to find our press clippings. It's easy to find embeds of the podcast. It's easy to find anything you need to know about our podcast. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your website, go to squarespace.com slash who to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. <laughs> what when I sleep to... on other beds, what is there I else get to say mad. Is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want my bed. 
I've made it's it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. Mm -hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get. And that's the one I got. And that's the one that I love. And that's the yes. one that I will not stop mm -hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm -hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it. And now he's on it all the time. And I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I way. need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's wow. irritating, actually. Wow. He likes okay. the Helix Rude. so much. So rude. Everybody is unique, and I mean everybody, two words, because everyone sleeps differently. Their bodies are different. And that's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific seat positions and feel preferences. I'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper. Some people are back sleepers. Some people are exclusively side sleepers. There's a Helix mattress for all of you. Not only is the Helix the best mattress I've ever slept on, it, the setup was fast and easy. Their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door. You just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up at a, after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. And if you don't want to take our word for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Hi, I was reading Charles Barkley's um, Wikipedia post, and, you know, the first thing I always do is scroll down to personal life, and I found this little tidbit. Um, so he has a daughter named Christina. Uh, his daughter was named after the Christina Mall in Delaware. In a 2021 podcast, he explained, I just like the mall. Um, this is pretty iconic, naming your daughter after a mall just because you like it. Um, I'm from Austin, so I guess I'll name my child Barton Creek Mall one day. Um, anyways, thank you. Crunch, crunch. Bobby, if you had to name your kid after a local mall that meant a lot to your childhood, what would it be? Because I got Ingram one. Park Mall. Uh, Ingram Park Mall. Ingram Park sure. Mall. So yeah. your kid would be Ingram Park Finger? Ingram Park Mall. I don't even think it exists anymore, but that was the mall I went to. Mine is also a defunct mall. I would name my kid Atrium. <laughs> the Atrium Mall. Atrium so Weber. It's better than Chestnut Hill, but Atrium was the mall. It's also defunct, oh too. God, yeah. Ingram a mall Park. is really only good if it's defunct, you know, if you have like the fond. It's like it, it can't exist now. It's like kind of bleak to have a mall, you know? That's true. That's really true. Yeah. Meanwhile, Charles Barkley named his daughter after a mall and. It's it's beautiful. Christiana Mall. Christiana Mall in Newark, Delaware, which is less than half an hour away from Philadelphia. I think it's the mall that you it's the closest mall to Philadelphia that has no sales tax, which is what you realize. <laughs> it's like one of those, you know, when you like drive to the New Hampshire border to get some like some liquor from the state liquor store without sales tax or whatever. This is like the version of that that is a mall. That wasn't my vibe growing up. I couldn't just go to a nearby state because it was <laughs> Uh, the, the closest state was like eight hours away. Right. So you couldn't go get some tax-free goods no, from a nearby no, state. No. I love this vibe, though. I didn't realize That's until reading the Yelp reviews that like, oh, one of the reasons this mall is still around is because it's yeah. the best place in the area to do sales tax-free shopping. And I didn't know that Delaware was a no sales tax state. Well, maybe that's what Charles Barkley loved about this mall and why he's named why he named his daughter Christiana tax free. <laughs> she also comes tax free. Here's the actual clip of him talking on the podcast about this. Well, she's named after a mall. In fairness, <laughs> there's a Christiana Mall uh, in Delaware that I used to always go by. 
That's how she got her name, Christiana. Hold. Stop. Wait, what is it? You named your daughter after a mall? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I just like the mall. He liked the mall. <laughs> I just think that is so funny. <laughs> it's a beautiful name, Christiana Barkley. This is a lovely name. I was kind of like, how good could this mall be? Like, I'll be the judge <laughs> of that, you know? Like, like, what does he love about this mall? And then I was literally, like, immediately shut down when I saw the stores in this mall. This is an incredible mall. It's a great mall. <laughs> Not only is it easily accessible from I-95... This desirable shopping and dining destination between Baltimore and Philadelphia offers over 130 stores and a 17-screen Cinemark theater. And then I'm like, okay, but like, is it fancy stores? Do we have like my favorite mall stores? And I'm like, they've got the body shop and Bath and Body Works. They've got Hot Topic, Icing, Journeys, a Piercing Pagoda, Spencer's. You said the Spencers. They have a Spencers. You gotta have a Spencers if you're a mall and a Yankee Candle. <laughs> and I'm not even getting into their food court, which is obviously full of classics. But if you have a Bath and Body Works and a Body Shop, you're a good mall. You know. And they also have a Build a Bear, which not really my vibe, but you know that a mall is doing well if there's a Build a Bear. Exactly. I'm looking through. I feel like this is just going to. I kind of want to cut the callers off at the pass and start talking about the who's and them's of mall uh, of mall stores. stores. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I'm scrolling through here. And the thing about this mall is I'm only seeing thems of mall stores. You've got a Zales, a Yankee Candle, a yes. Williams Sonoma, uh-huh. White House Black Market. Oh, love White a, House Black Market. That's, is that a them or a who, though? I never shopped at White House Black Market, but I know people who were obsessed with White House Black Market. It's such a who it's such a who and you only see it in a you only see a white house black market in a mall that is about to die so i do worry about christiana but maybe it's in the only (laughs) maybe that doesn't mean anything okay let's um, i'm starting from the bottom up victoria's secret i'm gonna skip some things because some things are very clearly regional yeah um i'm talking about national brands okay Uh victoria's secret that's a them vera bradley that's a them right we're theming and whoing stores now yeah yeah as in mall stores, specifically mall stores. Okay. If you're, you know, going to be a mall rat for the day and, and wandering around, which stores are you likeliest to see and understand? Right. Like, I don't want to go to a store that I could just go to outside of a mall. I want to go to, like, you know, a wet seal. And I want to go into, like, <laughs> a, you know, a Yankee Candle, as I said. I want to go into a Brookst- a Brookstone. You know, I want to sit on mm-hmm. a chair that vibrates. Like, something like that. I want to go to a Sunglass Hut. I want to go to a Spencer's. <laughs> I want to go to a Sabaro. Yeah, I want to get a pretzel, you know, at Auntie Anne's. When I moved to New York and I started seeing Sabaros just, like, on the street corner, I was Awful. so shocked. I was like, yeah. those are, that's a mall. That's mall food. That's mall yeah, food. Right. I'm seeing if I'm missing anything. Pandora is a very much a mall store, the jewelry store. Pa- yes. Anywhere where you can pierce an ear is a mall store, unfortunately. Oh, Lindsay, we missed two of the biggest mall stores. Yeah. Where? What? Lush and Lids. Oh, right. <laughs> a bath bomb in a fucking hat. Yeah, you're right. That's true. That is that is true. That is true. <laughs> Those are mall stores. I feel like I've said this in the podcast before, but I can't think of lids. When I go to the mall with my family, my mom would always comment on lids. She'd always say some variation of such a clever name <laughs> every time we pass the lids. No, stop. No, she didn't. So clever. Mm-hmm. A clever name. <laughs> like Christine Baskets or something. It was just, oh, 
Good name. I will say, too, the Christiana Mall has some fun one-offs. And you can tell they're one-offs because they don't have, like, photos or, like, branding on the list of stores. You know? Mm -hmm. When you click on their stores, you see that it's just, like, kind of a, like, an independent mall store. And I I love Mm -hmm. that. Wait, let me find what I'm talking about because they are really funny. Body jewelry junket. Junket. (laughs) (laughs) Which uh, we absolutely love. Um, you can hit up fan treasures, fashion charms, flying toys, leds have a ball balloons, or like LEDs. I don't really understand yeah. that one, but I lo- absolutely love the idea that's there. We've got mall management, which I assume is just the management of the mall, Marlo the jeweler, <laughs> massage guns, and the massage mob. More than slippers, which I assume just sells slippers. <laughs> I feel like more than slippers probably just means they also have socks. <laughs> right. So, and I will say my absolute favorite store in this mall, and I recommend you go there and take a photo for us when you're there, which is Prey, Slay, and Rain Fashions. It's located on level one near the JCPenney. So we got to go. We Are we missing any major thems? Like we said Annie Ann's. We said Cinnabon. We said Great American Cookie Company. Yeah. You know, it's funny when we went to the Mall of America, despite Uh being like the emblematic mall of America, (laughs) I didn't really feel mall vibes from that mall. It didn't feel like a mall to me. It was too big. It felt like an amusement park. Right. And I just wanted like a Claire's that was accessible to me. But I'm like, where is the Claire? This mall is too big. You know, I think also the thing about a mall is I need it to be small enough where when the uh, Golden Girls show up in the morning to do the rounds, I want them to be able to do a full <laughs> lap. You know, at le- I want them to at least be able to do like three laps as they're like, you know, in the morning. But back to the Christiana Mall. Is Christiana, Christiana is almost a, a nah, vaguely a who, simply because of who her dad is and because she got a Times write up last year for her wedding to a guy named Ilya Hoffman. I don't think she's a who. She just works in Turner. She works at Turner as like a marketing associate. You know what I mean? Even though her dad essentially runs Turner, but you know, it's fine. He's one of the main, as Timmy pointed out, her dad is prized talent at Turner and she is a sales assistant at Turner Sports. He is. But I don't think that she, like, she's not like coming for who territory. She just like happens to be named after a mall. And she got her wedding written up in the Times, which is something, but she doesn't seem to aspire to more than this in terms of, like, attention. She just has an office job, so does her husband. He seems to be some sort of, like, startup-y guy. But I wanted to read some of the reviews of Christiana Mall because Charles Barkley loves Christiana Mall so much, it stands to reason that other people love Christiana Mall so much. So I found some great reviews of Christiana Mall that make me think that a lot of other people may name their kids after this mall. Here's Aaron P. from West Grove, Pennsylvania, who wrote five stars. I absolutely love this mall. I love this mall because I believe this is the perfect size mall. There is such a wide variety of shops and restaurants that everyone is happy. Oh, my God. And then we have Niall from Glen Allen, Virginia. Bright, clean, and thriving mall. Wish they were all like that. Found all the places I love to shop. Here in Virginia, they could use some help on how to support and maintain mall property. So, like, Delaware's doing it right. Delaware's doing it right. Um, uh, there's a reason why malls survive and malls d- die. Mm-hmm. Putting one mall across the street from another mall in Newton, Massachusetts wasn't cr- quite a good idea <laughs> in terms of like aging. But it, but it's but you know what I mean? This mall stands alone and it is successful. Mm-hmm. Victoria's Eve, also from Newark, Delaware. Wait, Newark, Delaware is definitely the hooey or Newark, right? 
oh, for sure. Who flies out of Newark, Delaware? No one. No, I don't even know. I didn't even know there was a Newark, Delaware until we did this. Yeah. Okay. Victoria Z from Newark, Delaware wrote, they have nice stores to go shopping. You can find some things here and sometimes not. You will still love this mall. Come and shop every day with your family. Um, Did a mall write this? Yeah. Did a mall write this? And then this girly is like the number one mall stand from 2016. Delaney H. from Syracuse, New York. That's quite the drive, Delaney. This mall is so bright and friendly. It has everything and more in a shopping mall that you could ever want. Being the complete mall rat that I am, I thoroughly enjoyed the bright atmosphere and the variety of shops. It was very clean as well, not dated in the least. I would love to go back when given the opportunity. It's definitely worth going if you're a mall enthusiast such as myself. It is absolutely beautiful. A mall enthusiast? (laughs) In this economy? <laughs> Delaney H. Well, this was a 2016 economy. Okay, in that economy? <laughs> Let's move on. What a fun discovery, this mall. I'm going. I'm going to the mall. I really do want to go to the mall. Hey, Lindsay Bobby. Um, Evangeline Lilly, who in my opinion is pretty, pretty hooey, was at a rally in D.C., for bodily autonomy, sorry, she was supporting bodily sovereignty. Uh, I I don't even know. Evangeline Lilly, please discuss crunch crunch. We haven't heard from Evangeline Lilly, or at least I haven't really thought about her since early pandemic, March 19th, 2020, when she made headlines like this on USA Today. Evangeline Lilly refuses to self-quarantine over coronavirus. Fans call stance dangerous. Um, Evangeline Lilly's opinions about the coronavirus have only gotten worse in the past two years, basically. She is Canadian, and she ended up at a Canadian trucker rally helping the Canadian truckers protest against vaccine mandates. Helping, helping, helping. She showed up and said, I was in D.C. this weekend to support bodily sovereignty while Canadian truckers were rallying for their cross-country peaceful convoy in support of the same thing. It's sort of like, weren't you an Ant-Man? Weren't you in law? Aren't you you a (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, why are you so badly fumbling the bag right now? Can't you just (laughs) not talk about this publicly until you get your paycheck? Uh, Whatever whatever she believes, her industry, it goes against them working successfully and she needs to cash her MCU check, whatever sequels she has coming up or whatever she's working on before she goes and supports some Canadian truckers. You know what I mean? No one was like, what will be Evangeline Lilly's next move on this? You know? Right. Well, I'll tell you what her next move won't be, whatever Marvel does next with the Wasp, because she was the Wasp. I mean, you know what they're going to do, put her on a plane and lost her, you know? (laughs) I also feel like you can just recast the Wasp and it's fine. Like, I don't think anyone cares about the Wasp. Did you see Ant-Man? No. They, like, kiss. Like, they're in, like, a. it's like her and Paul Rudd are, like, you can't, like, recast. I mean, you could. She's not a wasp the whole time is what I'm saying to you. It's not like an ant and a wasp running around, you know? They're also humans. They could replace Evangeline Lilly with, like, Anne Dowd, and people would be like, yes, we don't care. Like, it doesn't. Anne Dowd is like, I'm claiming Anne and Dowd, Maine. And she's like, (laughs) she comes in dressed as as a wasp. Whatever brain disease that you have when you are this type of person, I just truly don't understand it because if you are in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, if you are on the Marvel payroll, why would you risk this at all? I don't understand it. Right. That's the same thing with Gina Carano. It's like you got on one of the biggest surprise hits 
on television, like the the Mandalorian show, and people really loved your character, and this show was going to print money and was probably going to be around for years, and you decided to act like an idiot online. There goes your job. It's so stupid to me. I don't. I don't understand that. It's a funny position to have at this point. Let you're like shouting. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you basically are being like, "Don't work with me." You know what I mean? Making things difficult over here. I, pl- <laughs> you know, I, that was kind of a Yoda. I plan to. I plan to make things difficult. You get the other people in the in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. A couple people who there was a guy named David Dasmalchian who was also an Ant Man who tweeted vaguely. Uh, presumably about her, but without naming names. It's so unfortunate when people with a large platform use that platform to share irresponsible things. Sad face. Could have been about Joe Rogan. I'm just saying, like, we're, we're ta- a lot of, a lot of people with large platforms are sharing irresponsible things, like, in our day and age. So it could, it could have been about Joe Rogan, you know? Yeah. But it's like when it's David and Simu Liu from Shang-Chi, it's like people in the Marvel universe, you want to say something but you still can't be super explicit because, again, you're worried about fumbling the bag. <laughs> yeah, Tr- seriously. Anyway, she's lost now. <laughs> she's back on the plane. <laughs> See ya. Watch out for polar bears. Maybe. I forget. What was that show about? I don't know. <laughs> there were, no, were there polar bears? Yeah, there was one. One episode, there was like a polar bear and people were like, where are they? If there's a <laughs> polar bear and it's like, guys, you are going to be very upset when you learn it's nowhere. You know, like they're nowhere. <laughs> Okay, next call. Hey, here weekly. Uh, I just saw that Next in Fashion on Netflix is coming back, but they have replaced Alexa Chung, who I think by this point is a who, with Gigi Hadid, obviously a them. Um, and I would just like to know if you can find out what happened or have any thoughts on that, because is 10 of them yet? I know you guys have talked about Queer Eye before, but not in a while. I don't know, um, but I was bummed. I love Alexa Chung, but also I want the tea. All right, crunch, crunch, Scarjo, peep the roll. I mean, this show was canceled next in fashion, which is sort of a Project Runway-like fashion competition that was on Netflix. Had one season hosted by Tan France and Alexa Chung, both who's, both humongous who's, like perfect who's. And then suddenly it came back last week. They said, surprise. I know it's been almost two years, but we're going to bring this back. Tan's still here, and we're replacing Alexa Chung with (gasps) Gigi Hadid. No! It is funny that this show is clearly launched in Project Runway's wake, but Project Runway has, like, lost a lot of steam over the past few years. I know you still watch it, and a lot of people still watch it, but you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. so the idea is, like, the fervor around Project Runway has subsided, so therefore this show is not as necessary as before. But I guess when they got Gigi to sign on, they said... Baby, we're back. And Alexa Chung, sorry, babe. You're over. And also, Tan and Gigi have aggressively talked about their friendship a lot. I think more so Tan than Gigi. But, like, they are actual friends. And they have been for a couple of years. So I at least believe that the chemistry is going to be pretty good. <laughs> you're, you're hopeful. I am hopeful. Okay. Um, Gigi, <laughs> Gigi also was a guest judge on an episode of Project Growing this season. And when models speak... I'm always gagged. I'm always like, oh, right, you have a voice. And I always forget that it sounds like this. Well, <laughs> they're, the pictures of them outnumber the videos of them always yeah. for models just because that's their job. Um, but we're not talking about Gigi or Tan. We're talking about fucking Alexa Chung, who's having a terrible week. <laughs> you know, I think I think Timmy is like conspiring to get us to talk about Alexa Chung because he literally reminds us every day that he's Alexa Chung's number one fan. <laughs> 
he wrote in the doc, Timmy at third person. Timmy is Alexa Chung's number one stand and a huge proponent of the 2009 talk show. It's, it's on, on with Alexa, Alexa Chung. Chung. Which I'm like, to Timmy, how many episodes did that show have? Like, tops 10. I'm a huge proponent of the 2009 talk show, It's On with Alexa Chung. So he was very invested in this bad week of Alexa Chung's because not only did this show that was previously canceled by Netflix said, P.U., we don't want this fucking show anymore. And then in comes Gigi Hadid. The only difference is Gigi Hadid. Oh, we're going to bring it back. How could that not be a little upsetting or offensive to you if you were Alexa Chung? Oh, I'd be pissed. And the next day, her Twitter is hacked and she's selling NFTs (laughs) without her permission. I mean, who did this happen to? I already forgot who this happened to. It was This just happened to Kalella whenever someone hacked Kalella's Twitter account and said, (laughs) buy my PS5s. It's the new trend. So Alexa Chung got hacked. Well, you know what's funny is that if a celebrity tweets about NFTs, I'm not going to believe they're hacked. I'm going to believe they're idiots. But like, I'm not going to first go to like, were they hacked? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Because Reese Witherspoon is out here being like, NFT, NFT, which by the way, uh, shout out to our friend Max, who in his newsletter, Read Max, kind of traced it all back to a collaboration with CAA. And that's a conspiracy. You know what I mean? It's all yeah. related to investments in cryptocurrency coming oh. from agents and managers, specifically agents. I What did I say? It was a combined on their podcast. It's a yeah. combined effort because they know that if they all work together, they can make a quick buck, even if NFTs crash and burn in like six months. Well, like, the thing is, is at like least they'll make money if people are investing in crypto and they're encouraging NFTs to happen. That raises the price of a crypto, and then they can get out when it's up mm-hmm. for four months before it crashes. They just leave. Mean? It's yeah. the same thing with like you know stocks. The stock, the stock right? It's stock it's market. It's the same idea, right? So it's the rich it, people getting in early, taking yeah. advantage, and then like making out like gangbusters right before it crashes. But like. Is it is it conspiracy or is it just simply capitalism is a conspiracy? Like it is. It, it, <laughs> capitalism is a conspiracy against poor people like until uh, uh, forever, right? But it is helpful like Max did to point out the strings that connect all of these people behind the scenes. Right. To point out that something like, you know, a huge agent at CAA is a big investor in crypto and one of his clients is Reese Witherspoon or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And that's maybe a reason why. Is it also mm-hmm. that maybe somebody's client is being told about crypto by their agent who's super into it? Sure. That's also maybe part of it. And they're like, I want to get involved. But it is a little bit sinister when you all add it all together. Anyways, if I saw Alexa Chung tweeting, uh, you know, giving away this Azuki NFT to enter, follow me with notifications on. RT and like this tag three friends I would be like normal normal Mm -hmm. I wouldn't think twice I wouldn't think twice and then she goes on Twitter and says I was actually hacked I'm deleting everything and then she tweeted in their defense it was about time I updated my profile pic (laughs) (laughs) to kind of go off what you were saying earlier about how you would believe it my initial gut reaction to this was okay Kalola Alexa Chung this happened to both of these people recently a version of this yeah, And I was like, I guess they are the right level of fame. Like, they're just hooey enough. In terms of believability, they're the right level of celebrity. But the more I think about it, you're right. I would believe any famous person who tweeted about an NFT at this point. As famous or otherwise. Who or them, I think. I don't even think it's about the level of fame that Alexa Chung has that makes this believable. It's almost like the lack, the like pseudo fame is more believable because it's mm-hmm. like she's probably easy to hack and hack, you know, there's yeah, less eyes like watching. They know they could get away with it longer, but still have like a significant reach. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, her poor week. I just hope her week gets better. Here's to this week 
being better than last week for Alexa Chung. She needs a win. Mm-hmm. We're rooting for you. Us and Timmy. <laughs> We're rooting Timmy for Morso. you. Timmy Morso. Gotta say, Timmy Morso. <laughs> okay, next call. You know, I've tried lots of things to get me to go to sleep in the past, you know, few years. Just a little bit of just a little bit of a push. You've got your melatonin, you got your various things, but I've found that of all the things, a little bit of C B D, a little bit of C B distillery, that's getting me goes a long that's way. getting me conked right out <laughs> and and sleeping through the night. It really is. I love C B distillery. They have not all their products are for sleep. Some That's are for true. relaxation. But like, I love the sleep ones. They say, shh. Those gummies they sent us, I was in a chill vibe all day when I took two of those. They're good ass gummies. <laughs> They're good ass gummies. No, you were. You were like, you were like, I took CBD earlier today and I feel chill. I'm like not operating heavy machinery on those things. You know what I mean? I'm in a good place. Heavy machinery? <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> you said heavy machinery, which is good. I like that. I know what you meant. <laughs> CB Distillery's targeted formulations are made from the highest quality, clean ingredients. They all caps the clean, which means you know it's clean. No fluff, no fillers, just effective CBD solutions designed to help support your health. In two non-clinical surveys, 81% of customers experienced more calm, 80% said CBD helped with pain after physical activity, and an impressive 90% said they slept better with CBD. And I'm among those 90%. So if you struggle with a health concern and haven't found relief, make the change like we did to CB Distillery. And with over two million customers and a solid 100% money back guarantee CB Distillery is the source to trust. Hooligans have a 20% discount to get you started. Visit cbdistillery.com and use code who, W-H-O, for 20% off. That's cbdistillery.com code who cbdistillery.com Hi Lindsay, Bobby um, medium time, medium time so it's the 20th anniversary of the Britney Spears movie Crossroads and we've been talking about how to recast it if you were to do a reboot because at the time it clearly had um, a major them Britney Spears top of her career in it along with Taryn Manning and Zoe Saldana both of whom were who's then so what would you how do you cast it now um, those three roles. All right. Crunch, crunch. Lindsay Podcaster. Bye. Okay. Realistically, this movie, you want to remake, not a reboot. You want to remake, yeah. Interesting. Same vibe, though. Like like leading with a, with a hot, young musical star who hasn't acted yet. That's important. And we're like making her like, she's like the ingenue. Like she's such a superstar in music, but she's making her like acting debut or whatever and britney was quite young britney was like 21 when she did this so you have to go on like the younger side because at first i was thinking well ariana grande or something you know who i would cast this would be the true because we're talking about like someone who's relevant of the generation i think phoebe bridgers would be the perfect crossroads morose like She's funny. We've never seen her act before. Like it's a story. It's kind of a it's kind of a more 2022 version of so it's gonna be a little bit more moodier anyways. It's like euphoria tinged. Uh-huh. 
So we're talking about like it's going to have that vibe. And then I think her her friends would be more like quirky C-lister up-and-comers like of the euphoria. So we I think she could have like Barbie in there too. Speaking of euphoria, I'm going to pull I'm going to pull Barbie over. Euphoria is the pool that we're all just clawing from in this movie, I think. And I was trying not to. But I'll take I only want one euphoria girlie, not like one of the main girlies, but one of the side girlies to be like one of the side kicks kind of of the of the story. You think Barbie over like Hunter? Definitely Barbie over Hunter for this type of movie, for sure. Well, I was thinking in, ter- in, in terms of the main role, I was thinking either, I think Phoebe Bridgers is a great vibe, but I was also thinking of the more morose singer girly. Even more morose? A kind of critical pedigree. I was thinking Billie Eilish or another who we've talked about, Arlo Parks. Okay, uh, Billy. first of all, you're choosing two, you're choosing literal opposites vibe. in terms of fame. <laughs> well, the thing is, because I was, I, I wanted to pick a who and a them for my options. Because Billie Eilish is more of a Britney Spears person because Britney was a humongous them when this movie came out. So like the only them in the movie would be your Billie Eilish or your, and I think maybe Phoebe Bridgers isn't famous enough. Phoebe Bridgers is definitely famous enough, but I do think if we're going like, so Arlo Parks is even less, a million times less famous than Phoebe Bridgers. Um, But I do think now that we're zeroing in, I think it would be Olivia Rodrigo, even though she has acted before. Oh God, it would be Olivia Rodrigo. She's making the jump from TV to film. She's starring in Mm -hmm. her first movie. It's like a teen, whatever. She's like 17. I'm not sure how old Britney was. I think she was a little bit older. Britney was like 21. Right. uh, And Olivia has Disney just like Britney did. Yeah, Ugh. I think it's Olivia Rodrigo. It's Olivia Rodrigo. And I think we would give her some fun, bitchy sidekicks because you had like Zoe Saldana and Taryn Manning who are two like essentially at this point character actresses before they, you know, and Taryn kind of still is. We give Barbie Ferreira and like Amanda Stenberg or something as like the, <laughs> the <Yeah>. friends. <laughs> right. I mean, yes. I mean, true. You said no Chloe and Hallie, but I do think that like Chloe... I think Chloe or Hallie could be the lead, but my problem with Chloe and Hallie being the lead is that they already have projects. So, like, oh, I don't think they'd be in, the lead. I think they'd be the. I think one of them would be the sidekick. Oh, uh, because I was thinking about them for the lead because they make so much sense in terms of like pop stars who want to veer into acting. But yeah, but they already maybe have together, but not separately. <sighs> and we're not making this a two girly starring role. No, I guess we, we have, could it make it about two girlies. <laughs> I went back. I dipped back into the Euphoria universe for like the hunk that has to drive them. Yeah. And I was thinking either Angus Cloud. Or Charles oh, Melton. You can't take another person from Euphoria. Sorry, that's well. How's the Charles rules. Melton from Riverdale? Yeah, as the hunk that drives them around. Sure, that's the right age. Am I being too stuck on gender? Does it have to be like a guy? No, it could be like a hot lesbian. It could be a hot lesbian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, but the other funny thing is, who's playing? Um, our main characters, mom and dad. I think Kim Cattrall could still play Kim Cattrall's role. <laughs> no, she is I, not changing. <laughs> no, I think I think this is where we bring in the queer energy. I think that oh. our lead, I think that our, I already did some of this. This is in my notes app. I already, <laughs> I think that the parents have to be gay. Yeah. I think the parents are gay moms. And you, I think that, going for and moms, I okay. think that it's they look for, she finds her biological father. Oh, switching it up. And I was like, who would the gay moms be? And it's really funny. And I put Sarah Paulson and Wanda Sykes. <laughs> oh, my God. Stop. How did Crossroads in? She shows up and Samantha's like, hey, get out of my yeah. house. <laughs> right. She literally is like, hey, OK, bye. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't do this. Get out of here. <laughs> right. 
I think it should still be Kim Cattrall, but I do think the the um the Dan Aykroyd as like the dad in the beginning who's like supportive or whatever. I think so it, it I think it dads. could be gay dads. So it could be it should be gay dads, and they find right. the the biological mother. Uh, Jesse Tyler Ferguson and no, uh, you get out of get out of my Crossroads remake. <laughs> get out of my Crossroads remake, Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Okay, no. wow, we are just trying to see the best options. <laughs> me me as a producer, we're just trying to see the best options. <laughs> No, it's going to be, this is stunt casting, but it's going to be Anthony and Tan. <laughs> as They're too young. They're too young. Oh, you're right, because they couldn't have had a child that's Phoebe Bridgers or whatever. It would no, be they like... could. They could. It's the Property Brothers. <laughs> Just kidding, that's No, gross. they can't. That's nasty. <laughs> it would be like Neil Patrick Harris and some other guy. David Burkis as a, like, at playing themselves as fathers. Maybe. It also doesn't have to be a gay actor. We could have straight actors playing gay. What is this? In in my not in my Crossroads remake. <laughs> we will only have gay actors playing the gay dads. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean only. that was con- that was controversial. <laughs> that was controversial. Neil Patrick Harris and RuPaul are the gay dads. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, that's it. RuPaul Charles and Neil Patrick Harris as the dads of Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> <laughs> Our version of Crossroads, but do you think she'll still sing I Love Rock and Roll at the bar? She will. Those things stay the same. Well, there the has same. to be a karaoke moment. Yeah, there has to be a karaoke. No, that, that would be the thing that is that is identical. Yes, she sings I Love Rock and Roll for yes. sure. And yes, we're bringing Shonda Rhimes back to write it. No, Shonda Rhimes, Shonda Rhimes would laugh you out of the country no, if you Shonda asked Rhimes her to would, write the, she, the Crossroads remake. No, she would sue us so hard it would never happen. We literally would take us down from the from the inside this production i was reading about the the production of crossroads earlier and <laughs> Were I, mean, you? I knew shonda wrote it i knew that shonda wrote it yeah i was but um i didn't realize that it was maybe i just like wiped this out because i'm sure she did inter- interviews about this at the time but this was britney's idea it was a britney spears vanity piece of course Britney and her camp went to Shonda Rhimes and the company and the production company and were like, here is her vague idea about a movie that she wants to make. And Shonda Rhimes had to work with Britney Spears and like work out a plot. Yeah, it's very Madonna's. It's very Madonna biopic. (laughs) (laughs) Let's be real. What is her biopic called now? It has a new name. Little Sparrow. Little Sparrow. And like Dolly's like shaking in her little boots. From the writer of uh, Secretary. Okay, the one last thing I'll say is that this was the movie in which Britney Spears premiered and the main song was I'm Not a Girl, Not, not Yet a, a Girl, woman. Not we Yet would, a Woman. We would need a uh, a coming of age tune, a very Mulan reflection. We would need something along those lines for Olivia Rodrigo to sing. Of course, she's so capable. Who's more capable than Olivia Rodrigo? She is capable. She is she's capable. capable. Yeah, something a little moodier. Or just, you. oh, we have an idea. She what? would sing Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman in karaoke as a tribute to Britney Spears or Toxic or like whatever. She would sing a Britney Spears song in the karaoke scene. Mm-hmm, but then have her own song at the end. But then have her own song at the end. And that's the new reveal that we can't even guess because that's an Olivia Rodrigo creation. Some of my favorite lyrics of all time are in that song. How does that start with, I used to think? Like that is such a good song. <laughs> I used to think. I had the answers to everything. Also, one of the worst karaoke songs I've ever encountered in my life. No one wants to hear this song, ever. It's the most self-indulgent song ever written. The bridge is so funny. But if you look at me closely, you will see it in my eyes. This girl will always find her way. Awful. (laughs) Awful. And it goes up. Impossible to sing. Awful karaoke song. Everybody wants it to end as soon as it begins. Even the best singer in the world is not pulling off Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman. 
But if you look at me closely, you will see it in my eyes. This girl will always find her way is what I say to my mom when I part ways in the grocery store and like have to find her again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'm going to go get the salsa and I will find you in three minutes. Me when when Bobby and me split up at the Christiana Mall. That's what we say to each other. Um, Let's do some quick calls. Can you please look into Brie Larson's um, Twitter account? It's an emergency. No. I don't want to look at Brie Larson's Twitter account. No. 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 Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Long time, long time. Um, Can you rank from who to them the main actresses of 355? At first, it's Jessica Chastain. But every other woman is hugely famous internationally where i don't think she is Mm. crunch crunch we didn't even discuss that fan bing bing is back after disappearing oh she's back she's out of exile (laughs) i'm just saying like remember when she literally was missing and here she is in like a big huge movie the 355 there really are only five of them but they are jessica chastain lupita nyong'o Diane Kruger, Fan Bingbing, and Penelope Cruz. Okay, those are the five main girlies on the 355 poster. I haven't seen this movie, heard it was terrible, no offense. I will watch it when it's free on Amazon Prime, but for now, let's just rank them from who to them. I think all of these women are thems. Mm-hmm. They're so huge internationally, that's why this cast was put together. But to go from who to them, where do we start? From who to them, I would say, are we talking, and we're talking international. You have the to, fan because it, they're is that like a superstar, real... yeah. I know, but I have a hard time wrapping my head around how famous she is because, again, she's not she's famous internationally and not mm-hmm. here as much. So, but I want to do this fairly, and because this is an international movie, we're talking. Okay, so I think honestly, we're for with a race to the bottom. We're talking <sighs> the whoiest is a is between Diane and Lupita. I think Diane wins. Diane out. is probably the whoier version, <laughs> just because she's kind of more of an indie uh, queen she's a little more private too i mean lupita's not the most outward facing person in the but world but i black think an oscar Panther and internationally oscar that's a movie winner. that everybody saw yeah oscar winner okay so diane then lupita then i would say jess jess i think or jess, is jess next. then fan bing bing then penelope you know what it might it might actually be diane then jess if we're if we're taking the international aspect of it all into respect then i think then I think Lupita edges Jessica Chastain out. Jessica Chastain's never been in a Marvel movie like that. But Jessica Chastain is such a celebrity. And Lupita, while being a celebrity too, is not as out there and annoying as Jessica. (laughs) Sorry, she is so annoying. She is, she is everywhere in the most, like, she's just, Lupita's like, has respect for herself. Sorry. (laughs) So, So Jessica Chastain, Edges out Lupita simply because she strong-armed her way into the top yes, of the class. So we yes. have Diane Kruger, then Lupita Nyong'o, then Jessica Chastain. Do we go Fan Bingbing and Penelope Cruz? I just think that Penelope Cruz is so fucking famous. How does she... I kind of think so. She's like huge star. I think it might be Penelope Cruz's number one. Yeah, I don't... I can't I can't have Fan Bingbing edge her out just because I'm not entirely sure of the fame. Yeah. But, but I think Lu- Penelope Cruz is famous in the U.S. as well as internationally. So like I'm just kind of going with that. So we have the ranking then. We go Diane Kruger, Lupita Nyong'o, 
Jessica Chastain, Fan Bingbing, Penelope Cruz at the top. I know you haven't watched it yet, but Parallel Mothers? Oh, Penelope. I can't wait. Number one. Number one. Um, okay, next call. Hey, Lindsay Bobby. Can you settle a debate that my boyfriend and I are having? Is wait, Stephen Amell. Is Stephen Amell a who or a them? I swear that he is a who. My boyfriend thinks he's a them. Unhinged. Uh, crunch, crunch. I'm glad to tell your boyfriend that he's wrong. Stephen Amell, who are them? One, two, three. Who? Who? And I have to say I have a soft spot for him because I am a big fan of the Amazon show Upload that nobody watched except for me. I know. I know. I know. It's coming back for season two, though. I'm a big fan of the Amazon it's show It's coming back Uplo- for season Upload. two. It's so good. What Upload that? is that such a about? cute. It's like a rom-com about like the afterlife. It's the guy who did The Good Place, so it's got like Good Place vibes, but it's like really funny and the technology is like shadily good. He's in this? Yeah, he's the he's the uploaded guy. And it's like a rom-com, so it's cute. Uh, there's a company where you can upload your consciousness and like he gets uploaded and like, of course, falls in love with the girl who works customer service like at the company, you know. Lindsay, I don't mean to I don't mean to Is he to, to correct you. He's he's not in the show upload. Wait, yes, he is. He's the main guy. <laughs> Stephen Amell is not in the show upload. Who's the main guy then? Upload is Robbie Arnell. Okay, how is that not the same guy? That's a different that's a different guy. Are they related? They're cousins. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> They're cousins. Okay, so okay. So <laughs> so But Stephen Amell, since you confused Stephen with Robbie, do you think that Stephen Amell of the Arrow universe? No, he's a bigger them a than his cousin, clearly, because I don't even know the I difference. Say, but I didn't say it, bigger them. Is Stephen Amell a who? Yeah, they're both who's. Okay, good. They're both Also, who's. really, really proves to me that I can enjoy a show despite not knowing who's in it or caring. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to me. I was I was reading through his, his Wikipedia. I was looking at his known fours, and then I was like, I don't think. <laughs> I think you're confused. But I'm not out here trying to tell people they're that cousins. they're wrong. They're cousins. They're yeah, cousins. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hey, Stephen Amell, who? Your boyfriend? An idiot. Uh, <laughs> next call. <laughs> My boyfriend. So was ASAP Rocky a them now? Crunch, crunch. Is ASAP Rocky a them now? I think he's been a them for some time, yeah. but I think this makes it inarguable. I think he was already basically a them, but this is like just the most, you know, it's, this is this is the this is the confirming thing. Confirming the confirmation. What is with me and words today? He is a them. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, next call. Oh my god. What is this? Hey, Who Weekly. Um, is Nostradamus a who or a them? Crunch, crunch. Excuse me? <laughs> what? Did he predict this would happen? <laughs> oh, God. Nostradamus. Okay, Nostradamus. Yeah. <laughs> I think... Ask me. People will not stop talking about Nostradamus. Once a year, there's a period where, like... Every like horrible website writes about like what Nostradamus said was going to happen in this year, and it's like, why are we doing this? Still, why why are we continuing this man's memory? I don't know, but I think because of that, I think one, what? two, three. 
them. them. He's a he's a them. Name another future teller, a, a soothsayer, 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 soothsayer. Name another one. Uh, I have. N- uh, I can't name another one. I can't the, name another the, one. The witch from uh, uh, Snow White or whatever. Wait, sorry. What's the? Who else tells the future? The who is that old? Witch? The like the, dead. The dead Romanian woman. That's like twenty twenty two is gonna be bad, but she died oh. forever ago. Oh my god. She knew. This dead Romanian woman allegedly said shit was going to hit the fan this year. And it's like, who? <laughs> and she was right. It already hit the fan, though. But um, Nostradamus, yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a them. He's a them. I couldn't tell you, like, two things about him. I could tell you. I couldn't tell you five things about Nostradamus. I'll tell you that. What about his nationality? Do you know where Nostradamus was from? Greece. I don't know. He's old. Italy. You don't even know either. <laughs> I don't You're know. Just looking sold. it up. Well, no, I I know because I looked it up like ten seconds ago. His name was Michel de Nostradame. What does that sound like? I don't know. French. He's French. Um, I just want to do okay. Five things to know about Nostradamus. Okay, I tried to search it and said five things to know about Nordstroms. Not quite. Five things you may not know about Nostradamus. Okay, here we go. History.com, Shout out to the History Channel. Did their Us Weekly duty by doing uh-huh. five things you must know okay here's number one nostradamus was expelled from medical school <laughs> yikes because he got the plague oh no his town <laughs> got the plague his town got the plague and the college closed oh, okay who can so wait, relate that's why he didn't go to that's why he yes. didn't continue medical school because the college very closed pan- and he was like well i guess i'm gonna look to the future i know who can oh relate okay God. number oh two in addition to the prophecies nostradamus published a cookbook <laughs> Okay. What did he cook? What did okay, he cook? Okay, King. In addition to providing instructions on how to make blonde hair dye, not a food, laxatives, toothpaste, he also had a rose pill lozenge to treat the plague. The book offered recipes for marzipan paste, candied orange peel, marmalade, cherry jam, pear preserve, and quince jelly. Oh. Oh, and a love jam made from mandrake apples, sparrow's blood, and eyelets from the arms of an octopus. You know what the best thing about going to Nostradamus' house for dinner is? What? When he serves you, he goes, I think you're going to like this. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. Okay, number three. His predictions were based on events from the past. Oh, yeah. Because he said history will repeat itself, which from a guy who experienced the plague, uh, well... You know, okay. Yeah, I know. I tr- I understand that. I understand Number four, that philosophy. His yeah. contemporaries criticized his astrological skills. He had haters. He had haters. He's a regular Taylor Swift. He had haters. And number five, Nostradamus's prophecies were used as propaganda during World War II. I don't like that. Which, On what I don't side? Wanna, I don't like that. <laughs> what side? side do you think? Oh, <laughs> the no. wrong one. <laughs> oh, no. The wrong one. <laughs> Not the good one. Oh, no. Okay. So he needs to write a notes app apology is what we're saying here. Uh-huh. He should have known to write one in the past, but he didn't, you know, he didn't know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I went to Famous Birthdays to see if he was on Famous Birthdays. <laughs> no, stop. Would you like to know if he's on Famous Birthdays? Yeah, I'd love to know. Is he? Yeah, he is. <laughs> what year? 200? Where 1503. Okay. December 14th, oh, okay. 1503. Okay. <laughs> okay. How, how does he rank? Top he top fortune tellers? December 14th birthday is by profession. Okay. He is the number one author 
born on December 14th. You know what's kind of crazy? You know who he outranks in terms of uh, authors born on December 14th? Who? He outranks an author we've actually heard. Some of these people I've never heard of. He uh-huh. ranks an author that we both have definitely heard of who okay. was born December 14th. Shirley okay. Jackson. Oh, he outranks Shirley the lottery. Jackson. Yeah, wow. he outranks Lottery Girly. But you know what? Yeah. I, be- I, I'm a, I believe that. Who's, According to who's talking birthdays? about Shirley Jackson? We're all talking about Nostradamus. Sorry, Shirley. Sorry, Shirley. Has anyone, has anyone ever called someone else a Nostradamus? Because that's funny. <laughs> I'm going to do that. I'm going to save that. You'll get it Wouldn't later, it only, but... they, they could only be a Nostradamus if they get their prediction wrong. Like whenever we, if yeah. we predict something and we're wrong, we're Nostradamus. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, ranked on Sagittarius authors. He's number 25. <laughs> okay. All right. He's number 25. You okay. you know who else is a Sagittarius author who outranks who? him? Who? Ann Coulter, number 19. Oh. <laughs> but you know who's, that's oh. bad news. Do you know who's, you know who's 18? Who? Louisa May Alcott. Oh! You know who's seven? Jane Austen. Oh, Jane Austen. Okay. You know who's six? Okay, Emily so, Dickinson. You know okay. who's five? Wait. Mark Who? Twain, Sagittarius okay. authors. The SAGs, the SAG authors, aside from Ann Coulter, reign supreme. Nostradamus, Louisa May, Jane, all hanging out. He's the 29,098th most famous person on the planet, according to Famous Birthdays. This is the same ranking that puts Charlie D'Amelio as the number one most famous person on the planet, by the way. Well, by mentioning Nostradamus on the podcast today, we're going to raise him up at least like one, get one number. Do you think Nostradamus knew that Charlie D'Amelio was going to be the number one most famous person on the planet? In 2022? He definitely knew. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who's There. Uh, Keep calling in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Uh, Support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly for bonus episodes, a Discord server, newsletters sometimes, commentaries, all sorts of stuff. There's so much good stuff on the Patreon. Like, if you're not involved, get involved. Uh, Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our Rita theme song. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and editorializing. Boy, Timmy, did you do some editorializing this week. I love when Timmy editorializes. And again, keep calling in. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Tuesday. Bye. Bye. We will see you on Tuesday. (laughs) You know what the best thing about going to Nostradamus' house for dinner is? What? When he serves you, he goes, I think you're going to like this. Hey, Who Weekly, long time, long time. I heard your story about you guys talking about Tall Girl, and it made me think of a funny story. I have a friend who works at Netflix, and he was at the offices one day, and he noticed a girl, and he's like, wow, that's a really tall girl. Turns out it was the tall girl. Okay, crunch, crunch, bye. I'm just calling because um, I was talking to my boyfriend, to my boyfriend, sorry, and uh, I was talking about a podcast I listened to, and uh, he was like, oh, is it that podcast where you call in and you end all your phone calls like, shoop girl, baba girl?
doesn't want to talk because he's embarrassed. <laughs> I just wanted to shoot him. Sorry. Uh, shoot girl, girl. <laughs> Good form, bullet thorn. Grinch, grinch, I guess. So I was in Miami yesterday, and I was dining at the Versace Mansion. And that's already embarrassing enough as it is. But sorry, that Darren Chris show was iconic. I had to go. So I'm sitting there, and where I'm sitting, I'm facing the stairwell. There's, like, this very grand staircase that goes down into the dining room. And I see this clown who looks like a, I don't know, like a TikTok star or something. He kind of looks familiar to me, but I didn't know who he was. I see him, and I see his team trailing behind him with an iPhone to, like, take a TikTok of him. He's wearing just, like, a graphic T-shirt and a jacket. He slings the jacket over his back and walks down the staircase and walks to his table and makes a huge scene about it and has his team, like, trailing behind him. I'm like, who is this man? And my friend who used to live in L.A. was sitting at the table with me and said, oh, my God, that's James Kennedy from Vanderpump Rules. And, in fact, it was. If you look now, you can catch the story. If you miss it, I have it screen recorded because I'm sitting in the background at the table with my friends. It's 545 in the evening. It's not busy. It's a Monday night. Like, no one is in the restaurant except us pretty much at this point. And he just put on this whole display for his Instagram it was genuinely hilarious. I think people that care about Vanderpump Rules might care about him. He just recently broke up with Raquel. It's like a thing. He's a total who. I'm not sure if he's worth talking about, but it was hilarious. And, um, again, happy to send you the video if you'd like to see it. Uh, Vanderpump Rules news. Crunch, crunch. Do you guys remember when you used to play the Annihilation sound all the time? I miss that. Bye.